disappointment against Ireland, a chance to bounce back in Scotland. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. We'll hear a lot more about some of the Wales under-20s players in the future, you might say. But looking at the current Wales squad, that future might not be too far away. But first, we'll focus on the Wales match at Murrayfield, the need to bounce back after the home defeat to Ireland. There are reasons for confidence. Wales have won 18 of their last 21 matches against Scotland. Warren Gatland has won all 11 when he's been in charge. And he's running the changes, bringing in some of those players who were with Wales under-20s in Italy last summer. He ran through the team. Tom Francis has got an injury, so uh, we wanted to see Wynne Jones, who's been training really well. Obviously, he's been up for quite a long time with injury, but he's been back. Had spoken to Alan Wynne at the start of this campaign to say we're not expecting to play all the games. We need to see some of the youngsters in that position where we've got some talent, but they're pretty young and pretty inexperienced. And Chris gets an, an opportunity, he's a great athlete, and the decision at eight is. You know, who's our cover at eight at the moment if Falatel gets injured? You know, it could have been someone like Aaron Wainwright as well. And we've kept some continuity in the back line who we thought that we attacked pretty well, but we just went clinical and finishing some of those opportunities. So, yeah, there's changes, but I wouldn't say wholesale changes. You know, it's uh, in the past I've been criticised for making too many changes, you know, particularly sometimes when we've played Italy in the past or other teams in the autumn. So I've just try to work on the balance and we've spoken about giving these youngsters some time in the middle where there have been changes but I wouldn't say too many. You alluded to the fact that you were hoping that some of these youngsters may have been brought further along the line. Uh, is this then a changing of the guard moment? I, would, I don't think so. I just think that we need to think about one is this competition is important. You know, we've uh, lost that first game so we can't win the Grand Slam or the Triple Crown. We still want to do well in this tournament and Saturday's game is, is important for us but we need to think long term as well. We need to think that in the next seven or eight months, like I said, we've got a huge disparity between those experienced players or the number of caps they've got and a lot of youngsters who are incredibly talented with a limited number of caps so we just need to find that balance. So there is a way back for your likes of Arling Wynn and for that matter Justin Tipperick who's also not in the 23. Oh absolutely, it's kind of like, with that, that, in fairness they've been brilliant and we've had those conversations, we've explained it to the squad in terms of our rationale and thinking, they understand that. With those other players we know what we've got, we know what they can do but with some of these youngsters we don't know what we've got yet, you know we don't know what their potential is and how they're going to handle you know, the likes of international rugby and, and for some of them are Six Nations start and Therese Davis potentially his first cap for Wales as well, coming off the bench. That's kind of our thinking, is just trying to get that balance and, and to give that group of players who get a chance, you know, who will be excited about that, but without complete wholesale changes. Is there a slight comparison with 2011? I know you had more time then prior to that competition, but in the regard, your likes of Tulupe came on very quickly that year, Priestland... George North was very young as well. You gave youth a chance and Sam was a young captain as well. Yes, yeah, possibly. It's kind of, um, I'm not looking that far ahead at the moment, but you could potentially draw some comparisons. And it's going to be, for me, people allude to that. I don't have any problems because, um, you know, a lot of those decisions will be made 
you know, after this campaign and the World Cup warm-up games and, and obviously the camps and the time that we have together as a whole squad where we'll continue with um, further development of this team. Warren, are you slightly surprised that you don't have many 25 to 30-year-olds if you're looking to have options from the 30-plus brigade that you seem to have to go all the way back to 20-21-year-olds? Yeah, well, I, th- I think that's exciting. I think we've got a group of youngsters who, uh, if I was in that age bracket at the moment, thinking, I've got a chance on the weekend. If I go out there and perform well and put my hand up, you know, I've got a chance of holding on to that jersey. And that's what I'd be excited about with those youngsters getting a chance. And so uh, the older guys have been brilliant as a whole group and, and working and helping everyone out. Um, as a youngster, I'd be pretty excited about the opportunity. You've got this amazing record against Scotland, never lost 11 wins. Is this the greatest threat to that record, do you think? I think this is, and I said it in the autumn, I think it's the strongest Scottish side that I've seen for a number of years in terms of the depth that they've got within that squad. I thought they were unlucky against the All Blacks. They kept them scoreless for 50 minutes uh, in a game where they, where they could have won as well. So, you know, the strength and depth for them, and a couple of people have said to me that some of the comments coming out of their camp is about the consistency that they have in the past, I've had uh, big wins and then haven't been able to follow that up. And yeah, For us, the goals for this week is making sure that we start well. We've got to cut out some of those silly penalties that we gave away you know, early in the game, put us under pressure and then and be a bit more clinical. And if we take the first 20 minutes out and you know, the score in, in the second half was 7-all and we conceded 7 points when we were down to 14 men. So try to take the positives out of out of last week and there were lots of positives. I spoke to Andy Farrell after the game and he said you had us under pressure a lot of times and you put some good defensive sets together and you stressed us defensively. So we've just got to, there's a few things for us to tidy up on and if we can get those right then I think it's going to be a great game. You showed a lot of faith in Finn Russell on the Lions tour, kept him involved when he was injured, put him on the bench for the last game when he was fit again. What do you make of his form and how much of a threat is he? Yeah, he wasn't really fit for a lot of that tour in, in South Africa. Uh, there's no doubt he's matured incredibly as, as a player. He's a running threat. I think in the past people would have called him a maverick. I'm not quite sure that tag's applicable at the moment because I just think with that maturity and his game management, uh, what he's learned you know, from his attacking game and also kicking game, I think he's got a incredible balance. What I love about him, he plays with a smile on his face. He's pretty relaxed with the way that he does play. He's pretty key for them. He's really on top of his game and his form. He was, he was excellent for Scotland last week. Plenty of new players, but of course, Warren's also working with a new coaching team, including defence coach Mike Forshaw, a former Wigan and Great Britain Rugby League colleague of Sean Edwards and Andy Farrell. A chance to find out a bit more about him, starting with what he makes of things looking forward to facing Scotland. I just look at the Scotland rugby at the moment. I think Glasgow have not lost since November. Edinburgh beat Saracens in Europe. Then they go to England, beat England. I think they're a group that are really on a high. And, you know, they've got some good coaches. And I, I thought they were super on the weekend. They've got, they pose a massive threat. Given the lack of time that you've had as a, a new coaching unit, how much does that come down to the lack of time? Or how much does it come down to just basic errors? The lack of time is a good one because I, I had two weeks to remember 60 names, which was quite a challenge, really. <laughs> so I was quite thrilled for the weekend to know all the names. Yeah, there's obviously others we can improve on. I think from a defensive point of view, there's a couple of things that we need to, you know, I've spoken to the lads about where we, we need to improve a little bit with around uh, our decision-making at the defensive breakdown with numbers so we don't get mismatches and we don't get open spaces. And that's been a bit of a, a fix-up, one of the fault corrections going forward this week. 
one of your predecessors, Sean Edwards, had a bit of a baptism of fire, not, not too dissimilar to yourself oh, when he started with Wales, someone you know well. Did, did you seek counsel in someone like Sean? No, I obviously had a few texts with Sean when I got when I was announced I was coming in this position. No, I didn't. I know that, you know, going back to Andy Farrell when he took the Ireland job, I think he, a couple of games he was under the pump and the media were writing him off. I think it comes with the territory, international rugby, and I get that, and I've been around the game a long time, rugby. I'm not too flapped about it. You know, I believe in what I'm trying to get here. Like I said, if we can eradicate that first 20 minutes of discipline and get in the game, I think we can see massive improvements in this group. Ireland were very controlled. Scotland was much wider. Got Van der Merwe two tries, Finn Russell's passing. Do you change your defensive system at all? I think, without giving too much away, if you watch how England played, I think, you know, they've got a pretty dangerous back three. Van der Merwe, obviously. If you're going long and strong with your kicking game, you've got to be strong defensively because he's coming at you with some speed. He's got a wonder try at the weekend, probably one of the best tries I've ever seen, to be quite honest. And Hogg can hurt you. And then you've got Finn Russell, who's, got, who's the gambler, who will try things, you know, off the cuff. And I've had experience of that coaching against Rassin over the last few years. So we got to bring them to the fight a bit more and not give them them long and strong opportunities. Kevin Sinfield, very similar background to yourself, and they did seem to find a way around what... Or maybe wrongly called the rugby league defence. Yeah, I think the England tactics of going long was probably not great. But having said that, there's a bit of X factor in that back three. I don't know if Kevin would have been happy with that try that they scored because I think somebody said he beat six defenders. But he's a bloke who can hurt you because I've I've seen him at Worcester against Sale in previous seasons where he's just created something out of nothing and left a trail of destruction behind him. Just finally a personal one, you've parachuted in rather suddenly as you say. How are you finding the change of experience from Sale and the whole environment, the new role? Yeah, it was certainly a whirlwind start because I was coaching against Toulouse and then I was in Belfast and then from Belfast straight into Cardiff and not met anyone and then straight into a two-week, I think I had six sessions on the field to earn trust. That probably works both ways. And like I said, I've now I've got another week, I'm a bit more settled. I'm really looking forward to the experience of going to Murrayfield, a place I won a couple of many years ago. And it was a great occasion and, and I'm looking forward to going there with this Welsh team. Let's hope he's on the winning side again. One of the players who caught the eye against Ireland was 20-year-old centre Joe Hawkins. So what lessons did he draw from that game in only a second cap? Stats-wise, us and Ireland probably got each other's 22 a similar amount of times because they were a bit more clinical. So there's definitely a few positives we can get excited about her heading uh, into the weekend. I personally managed to get uh, your hands on the ball a few times. Uh, I saw that bust in the first half. How did you think it went for you personally? So I had uh, a, a decent game. Obviously, there's always bits to improve on, you know, a couple of mistakes. Happy overall, I guess, personally. What kind of centre are you? Are you the second 5'8 sort of centre? Or, or we've seen you in the 20s taking it up the middle. Yeah. How, how would you describe yourself? Since I was young, I've always try to be as rounded as possible. I think you've got to be these days as well, like you know the way the game is going, you can't be too one-dimensional. So obviously I like to ball play, but then like I said, you've got to be able to bash it up a little bit as well, so I'm not really sure yet. <laughs> and you may need to do that against uh, Scotland, what, what did you make of them? Uh, yeah, like I said, they, uh, they had a good win uh, up in Twickenham. You know, they're really attacking, like to uh, play open and stuff, so it should be an exciting game. You know, how much advice do you take from a Hawkins senior? <laughs> yeah, uh, not so much these days now. He uh, he just you know leaves me to it, all of them. Uh, but obviously, when I was younger, he coached me a bit, so he's always giving me advice along the way. But like I said, these days now he just leaves me crack on. There was a group of you and the 
you know, Natalie last summer who've come yeah. through to the Wales squad. Did you have a chance to have a chat then and look forward and have you had a chance to have a chat here and look back? Yeah, I guess, you know, when you're obviously in the 20s, you see the senior team playing and all that sort of stuff. So you've always got ambitions of going on to play for the senior team. Probably didn't think it would happen as quick as it has. It is, I guess, pretty special spending that Italy summer with like Mason, Dav, Christ, and then being in you with them as well. You know, it's nice having familiar faces around and that sort of thing. No, but it's been good. And for you, getting into the Ospreys starting line, if you can do that, you've pretty much got into the Wales starting line. Yeah, like I said, all you can do is, I guess, take care of business back at your club and hope that you know you get a bit of recognition uh, internationally. But like I said, I wasn't expecting it to happen as quick as this. I just focus on playing for the Ospreys and then whatever happens, happens then. Assuming Tupelotto starts for Scotland, how much do you know about him? you come up against him? Yeah, I think I might have played against him a couple of times, Ospreys against Glasgow and whatever. Obviously, you know, he's playing well at the minute, really good player, good footballer, like I said, can do, uh, can do a bit of everything. So yeah, no, it should be exciting on the weekend. And Russell at 10, whose job is that to try and stop him pinging all the passes around? <laughs> no, I think it's a full team effort, you know, obviously everyone knows what he's capable of. But, you know, we just go up there, play our own game and take care of ourselves. then. Talked about the family background, obviously steeped in, in rugby and playing at a good level. What have they made of the last month or so? Have they been in their element? Yeah, they've been loving it. I think, you know, like my own man, my uncle and stuff, it's almost like living another career through me. So, yeah, they've been loving it. Obviously all, like, really proud and stuff, uh, yeah. And Wayne obviously gave you the debut against Australia. You know, that was great backing from him yeah. to play that game. Warren's been incredibly complimentary about you so far. As a young player, how much confidence do you take when, you know, someone like Warren Gatlin's sort of giving you a boost? To yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, that's uh, what you want, I guess. It's just a bit of backing from the head coach to go and play and, like, do your thing. Like, obviously not trying to change or... You know, be a different sort of player, just you know, go out there and be confident and do your own thing. So yeah, that was uh, obviously giving me a lot of confidence. You know guys like Alan Wynn from the Ospreys, yeah. what's it like when you come into the Wales camp, senior camp for the first time and see all these big guys that you probably grew up Yeah, watching? like I say, obviously it's a bit surreal, you know, on the training field with Alan Wynn and tips and stuff, you see them back at the Ospreys, but then coming into camp, obviously you get to spend time with boys from the other regions and uh, other clubs. I guess it's just trying to take in all the experience that they have, that they're dishing out on the training field, take it all in and you know, put it into your own game. Then. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. And of course, last summer, Hawkins was with Wales under-20s, reaching the final of the summer series in Italy. So what of some of his former teammates and the latest crop of under-20s players? We went to the National Centre of Excellence and had the chance to find out more about three of them. Dragons hooker Sam Scarf, Scarlet scrum half Archie Hughes and first captain Ryan Woodman. Looking forward to facing Scotland. Yeah, really excited. I think we come in Monday and um, we obviously talked about the Ireland game, but it was a kind of, we took that Ireland game as a positive, especially the first half and we're going in uh, with ambition into the Scotland game, I think. Yeah, Scotland had uh, a similar sort of game in a way that they impressed yeah. in defeat. Yeah, I think as long as we start well, because England put 30 points in them in 30 minutes, so I think if we start well like we did against Ireland, and then we just have to hold back the comeback that they had against England, and hopefully it'll be OK. For someone like yourself, just tell us a bit more about, about you, your background, how you got to be where you are now. played for Caldicott RFC when I was younger, started at five years old, and then went on to Newport, 
schools under 15s and then straight into Dragon's End, played for Dragon's under 16s and then straight into the academy and then now I'm here. It goes really fast really. Yeah, that'd be all the way in a pretty yeah. smooth conveyor belt I suppose. Yeah, well, every time I seem to get to my own age, they seem to slingshot me up to the next age group. So, yeah, it goes really smooth and fast for me. Does that battle harden you? Yeah, yeah. When I get to my own age group, then it's a lot easier than it would be, I think. Because you're obviously a rugby player's build, but not the thickest set person. No. So when you got to go up against people yeah. who are a little bit older than yourself, do you have to find other ways of getting through? No, I think as long as you carry like you would in any other game and, and tackle like you would. Obviously, you need to put in a bit more than other players because you're not as big, but you come out all right. I think my first time playing up was when I was 15 for under-18s and obviously really nervous going into that game, but coming from that game, I did physically the same as everyone else in the game. So, What game was that, under-18s against who? RGC was the first game. Yeah, we battered them, I think. <laughs> <laughs> And the thing about this game is, of course, that it's, it's become a bit of a YouTube sensation, this 20s match, hasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Obviously, you know, against Ireland, I think, as a squad, we were pretty pleased with some of the rugby we played. Um, obviously, scored some really good tries. So, yeah, that's definitely a big positive we took from that and um, hopefully keep building on that into Scotland, yeah. Everyone's focusing on the skill set. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we're quite fortunate. We've got some really talented boys in the group and... You know, as you could see, I think a lot of us just went out there and played with a lot of confidence, which was great to see. And um, yeah, we just hopefully just keep building on that and um, hopefully score some really good tries. And of course, presumably you want to try and turn a comparatively narrow defeat into a victory in Scotland. Yeah, definitely. You know, there's a lot of learnings as well from the Ireland game. You know, we played some great rugby, but um, there's certainly some bits and bobs we need to clean up on. So in that sense, you know, we're looking forward to going out against Scotland and hopefully putting those things right and... Um, yeah, hopefully come away with a win. When you see the stuff on YouTube and you see the numbers is clicking up, how does that feel for you? Yeah, just really pleasing, to be honest. We've worked hard in training and, like I said, we've got some really good boys with some, you know, a great bit of skill set and it's just really good seeing them go out on the pitch and delivering those sorts of tries, you know, that we know we're capable of. Well, a similar question, just for people who don't know you, just tell us a bit more about your background. Yeah, so I, I'm from Tenby, grown up Tenby my whole life, sort of, and then... Played with them, Tenby RFC, since I was about five or six years old. And then ended up moving to Slindovery College when I was about 14, 15. Started playing there, a lot of rugby, and got picked up by Scarlets from them. And just stayed with Scarlets then, got into the academy. And yeah, there I am now. So similar question, that pathway has been quite smooth for you too? Yeah, definitely. I think growing up I was quite fortunate to be able to go to Slindovery College. I felt like it made a hell of a difference with my rugby. You know, living there with all my mates and just living and breeding rugby which is really nice and my whole lifestyle really so that's all I narrowed around and yeah just carried on playing through the system kept on working my way up and grateful to be here now. The backs have been getting these YouTube sensational hits and all that sort of stuff but they can't do it without the pack can they? No well I think um, it all starts on the pack really but obviously credit to the backs all the way because when they got the ball they are dangerous and as you've seen they scored some mental tries but I think if the forwards keep up our work and even improve onto the next game now, we should get a convincing victory, in my opinion. Ireland with the Grand Slam champions. Scotland haven't won at this age group for quite a while. So it's a very different challenge this week. So I think we're up for the opportunity of playing the Grand Slam champions. But I think we've got to go into the game with the same intensity, same level, and obviously get that win. But we've got to keep on pushing now, keep on moving forward. What do you make of their performance? Because there were similarities. They scored lots of tries, but they ended up losing yeah. the game. 
Yeah, I say he's in the same boat. He played well. They obviously went a few points down and they come back and almost snatched the victory. We can't let them get their tails up. So if we play our game and play how we want to play, that's the main thing. Just experience playing away from home in Edinburgh, yeah, obviously the international the following day. It's kind of a different atmosphere, isn't it? Oh yeah, massive, massive. It's going to be an experience. That's going to be one, one way to play. It's going to be a massive experience for us and all the boys playing as well. So I just can't wait, can't wait to get up there now. The same question again, just for people who don't know you, what's your background? Started seven from Singenev, went to Penalta, all the way through basically, and then Dragon 16s the academy, and currently playing for Pontypool, so Pontypool front row back at Island. What's that like? There's obviously a fair history behind it, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, well, it's a bit of pressure on the shoulders, but it's going right so far, so we just got to keep it, give it time. I'm old enough to remember the original Pontypool front <laughs> yeah. row, they're, they're a bit grislier and a, a few yeah, more scars. Yeah, a bit nastier. <laughs> I think it's a good milestone to you know, try name for. It's a very different history, you're playing a different level to them, but still when you pull on that shirt, is that a moment? Oh yeah, mass- definitely, massive. They don't even really put into words like they're so famous and they, they are known across the rugby world. So just to be associated with them in a way is massive and obviously if we can keep that legacy going now as the youngers come through, it's even better. And playing against big adults and at that <laughs> level, what does that do for you? How do you find it? I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. I like the... Because I think a lot of people underestimate you. Because you can say, like, oh, only 19, even younger. And they underestimate you. But when you go out and, you know, you go for it, they realise it's not that big of a jump as people think. And it does help you a lot. Because you have these old heads who know all the dark arts. So, yeah, it's good to get taught by them, basically. That's good for your development, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, so massive, massive, definitely. Some of the things I've been taught, I well, can't really do it at this level, but <laughs> some of the things I've been taught is it's good, to, good to know, good yeah. to know, say. The less we're going on when there are cameras and yeah, stuff when like the, that. Yeah, <laughs> when the cameras are on, it's a bit, uh, <laughs> can't really get away with it. But it's great learning for me this last year or two, so I really appreciate it all the way through, to, all, the way through all the levels. Like Some interesting lessons, I'm sure. But what does coach Byron Hayward make of it all? Given some of the qualities shown against Ireland, did that mean that the defeat wasn't quite as disappointing for him at this development level? Well, it always matters because you have to, to win games of rugby, especially at the international level, so it certainly matters. Lots of positives from the game, though, no doubt about that. I think back where we were 12 months ago, in a far different place, and I think we showed how much potential this group of players have, particularly in the first half. We were disappointed, the boys are disappointed because it's a game we could have won. I think a lot of those things were in our control. We probably should have had more points with the entries we had into the 22 in our first half. Uh, and that's something we've been working on this week. It's been a big priority for us that when we do work hard to get close to their goal line, that we make sure we tighten our game up and we just go forward and be aggressive and physically. It's easy to focus on the four players who moved into the senior squad, but that's a lot of quality missing from your squad compared to last year but as you say still a far more competitive result yeah that's right great for the boys who's gone up already we're only seven months on from a tournament to Italy with, with a lot of these players who played there but I think the boys who have come back from last year have been excellent in leadership on and off the field <laughs> and implementing the sort of philosophy and game plan we want to develop with the boys who've just come in for the first time I mean nine players played International rugby last weekend for the first time in their lives. So that's, that's a plus. 
And we were also, they were talking about how for two years during COVID, they hadn't played. Now that's affected every age group in, in different ways, but has it hit this particular group almost more than anyone? I think 12 months ago, it certainly did. There was no doubt about that because our lockdown restrictions were so much stricter than the other nations. We had boys who probably played against Ireland. It was the first game for virtually three months. And that told. So we, I know all those things are contributing to the boys having a lot more game time now. This year, better preparation. Coming into the Six Nations, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of different things are contributed. So hopefully they can get back on the horse, which they have, you know, in, in fairness to them. They've lost two years of their careers at 18 and, and now, you know, they're progressing very quickly. We know Ireland, Grand Slam champions, very powerful at this level at the moment. Scotland haven't won a game in ages. It's a very different challenge, but they had some flashes against England that will give them plenty of confidence. Yeah, I watched that game Sunday and, uh, I mean, 60 minutes, Scotland were winning in Harlequins against England, you know, which are always a powerful team at this level. So Scotland are obviously a very good side and dangerous. We have to go and play them away, so we're under no illusions. It's going to be a very, very difficult challenge and game for us and... It's like you said, they're obviously talking about not winning a game of rugby for a long time. It's going to end at some point. I just hope it's not against us. <laughs> and it should be quite an open game. You showed your attacking prowess against Ireland, but they did against England too. They did. They played with a lot of width. Um, that's something we've got to fix in our defence because we were narrow at times last week and Scotland would have seen that, coupled with the fact that they like to put width on the ball. Uh, we can't give them too many opportunities to play around us because that's the intention if you watch Scotland play they're very good ball in hand high skill level and they look to play around sides so that's something they'll be relishing I would imagine having seen you know how tight we were narrowing against Ireland but there's something we've been working on this week so hopefully we can put that right defensively A game in Edinburgh the night before the international and away test for them how much is that going to be a key element of their education and a different one maybe to Ireland at home yeah, it's certainly a different challenge because playing at home in Corwin Bay, you've got 2,500 Welsh people there supporting you, it gives you a big lift. Uh, it'll be the other way around this week. And so some of them boys had the experience of playing the first time at test level last week. Now it's a different challenge for them again. And it will be something we'll have to try and mentally prepare them for because um, we won't have all our people cheering and shouting them on. It'll just have to, you know, that motivation and desire will have to come from within the group. Just hearing from Ryan Archie and Sam, the experiences they're getting at the moment at a variety of levels, but championship, premiership, and even at regional level, how important is that to have that experience coming into the squad and how much is that rubbing off on some of the other players who aren't getting as much game time as they are? Yeah, it's interesting really, that side of it, because it is a diverse group in terms of the level they play at and also the amount of games they play from sort of September. We try to say... You know, with focus with the academies on these boys getting as much rugby as possible between September and Christmas, because you know after that it's going to be very sporadic and they're going to be into international rugby. Yeah, it's an interesting concept and one I think we can get better at in Wales. You know, we had three boys who played in our front row last Friday night who not even played a Premiership level. They were playing a Championship this year, so they applied themselves. I thought they were absolutely fantastic to go from that level to the level they played at and they were never played in a game that fast and a lot of them said they've never experienced anything like that and that's why this programme is so good because now they're seeing like I think the 20s level is one below regional level you know it's higher than any other competition we have available to us 
So it's great that these boys are experiencing that. Championship, the dark arts are probably darker. So put that blend of the pace of under 20s and the, mm. the dark arts in the championship. Might be quite a good combination. Yeah, to a degree, I think. But for your camera, it's not the dark arts, I think, have gone from the game now. <laughs> I know, it does it in the scrum and the technical aspects of the scrum, which Mark Breeze is working on with our boys, I'm sure is uh, relevant in the championship. But, you know, so many cameras about now. And I, I think there's still, you know, look at Ireland, the, the contact skills in particular, you know, they're on borderline legal, but they're exceptionally good at what they do. They're well coached. They implement that very, very well. And that's the challenge for all of us is to play on that line where, you know, you're forcing the referee to make decisions. And they're exceptionally good at it. It's always borderline. Let's hope those decisions go for Wales, under 20s and Wales in Edinburgh this weekend. Plenty to reflect on next week. But until then, from the Welsh Rugby Union podcast, goodbye. Goodbye.